Bossman Show, a friend of the show, Chris Spratlin of the Moorhead State Eagles up there, man, in Moorhead, Kentucky at OVC. Nine in a row, 13 and six on the year. Coach, let's talk to you. How's life up there in Moorhead, man? Man, life is great. Life is always great up here in, uh, in beautiful Moorhead, but, you know, especially on a winning streak right now, playing well. Uh, life is good, man. We're, we're healthy. Uh, you're staying safe. You know, we got classes back in session, students on campus. Um, so we got a lot of great things moving and moving and shaking right now up here in Moorhead. Now, Coach, let me ask you this about what's going with the March here, man. Uh, you all already played your, your tournament, then everything shut down. So how was it for you telling your guys bye after everything went down in March and not coming back on campus for a while and been away from your guys, man? How was that for you and your staff and your players as well? You know, it was a little different for us. Obviously, there were a lot of teams throughout the country that, that didn't get to finish their seasons, and we did. Um, you know, we had already met with our team following the season and, and talked about how important our off season was going to be, how much work we had to put in, uh, how we didn't, we couldn't afford to waste any opportunities over X amount of weeks that we had before school went out. So obviously, that got derailed. Uh, we sent the guys home for spring break uh, with the intent that they would come back after spring break. And then that turned into two weeks and then it turned into the rest of the semester. And so, uh, you know, things really changed. And, um, you know, the thing that we talk about every day, we always have in our program is, you know, our one goal is to get better. And uh, obviously once we went into uh, the pandemic really hit and quarantining and all that and guys are home, uh, getting better looked a lot different. You know, we got guys from all over the country and um, their access to a gym, their access to a, a court, um, weights, nutrition, all of that was just drastically different. And so we had to get really creative and figure out no matter what we have access to, how can we get better every day? And so uh, our strength coach did an awesome job. He would put together some workouts for the guys that would include, you know, putting, uh, putting stacks of books in a, in, a, in a backpack so that you could do push-ups and squats and different things like that and uh, just all kinds of stuff, man. Our guys got super creative. We, we, we shipped guys basketballs. Uh, we shipped them uh, protein powder so that they could keep their weight up. Uh, we had them download, uh, you know, nutrition apps so that we could keep up with what they were eating, uh, whether guys needed to go up or down. And so, you know, we just adapted. We did the best that we could uh, each and every day. And, um, you know, I think the, the quarantine, the pandemic offered up a great opportunity to either you know, make excuses or figure it out. And uh, our guys figured it out, man. You know, we, we dove into getting better, uh, you know, personally, socially, and spiritually. You know, um, I read three different books with three different players. Uh, I sent them the book. I let them pick out the books that, that we wanted to read. And uh, I would call them. We'd, we'd talk every other day and we'd discuss a different chapter. And so that was cool, you know, and my staff did a lot of the same things. Uh, we have a character coach who really dives into our guys spiritually and pours into them. And he did a great job leading some discussions, whether it was on Zoom or, or sending the guys some some uh, some video or some reading materials that really challenged them. Um, but but I think the big thing for us, man, is we, uh, we, we really just challenged our guys to get better personally. And um, I think the biggest thing for us is that, that we brought back to campus when we got an opportunity to get back here was we had a great appreciation for every day. Oh, yes. You know, we had such an appreciation to be on campus, to, to have an opportunity to practice as a team, to have an opportunity to, 
take your mask off for an hour a day and step on the court and, and get on the court as much as you want and be around your teammates. And I think that our guys did a great job of really being committed to building their relationships with each other throughout quarantine. You know, we didn't have a chance to, to work on offense and, and how you're going to pass better to each other, how you're going to communicate on the defensive end. However, we had an opportunity to get better with trusting one another and our communication. And so, like, we, we had a, a, um, a FaceTime schedule for our guys to where literally every day they had to FaceTime a teammate and a teammate had to turn around and FaceTime them a different one. So we, we kept them connected. You know, we had, yes. to, we had to make sure we weren't going to lose our connectivity just because we were all stuck at home. And, uh, man, I'm real proud of our guys. They did a great job of, uh, of buying into that, even when it wasn't convenient. Even, you know, days they were tired, they probably didn't feel like FaceTiming a coach or a teammate or picking up a book and reading it or getting on a Zoom call or, you know, doing push-ups with a backpack on. But, uh, man, they did it. They, they found a way to get better every day. And um, I, I truly believe that's a, that's a big reason why we're, we're in the middle of this season the way that we are right now. Most definitely, and playing 19 games already, which is rare right now. A lot of teams haven't played 10. You've played 19. And do you feel like you're kind of getting your groove now? Because when you're off so long, Preston, you know how it is. Guys lose that rhythm. So how was it getting the rhythm back, building their you know, their strength back as we're on court, getting their wind back and learning the offense again that you put in for them to go on the court and execute for you? So how has that been for you guys? For sure, for sure. Um, well, I think a couple things. Uh, you know, number one, we had a lot of time as a staff to where we were home and, um, you know, we weren't traveling recruiting. We weren't in the office. Uh, we weren't working our guys out. And so we had time to get better, too. And we, I, I divided my staff up. I had each one of my coaches uh, study something different, whether it was ball screen defense or uh, you know, high-low offense or whatever it was. And then we would get together as a staff and I would have uh, whichever coach that was basically present it to our staff. And we'd say, hey, we like this. We don't like that. Is this going to be good for us or is it not? And so we had a lot of time to prepare knowing that when we got back with our team, it was going to be crunch time, we, that we had, a lot of, uh, we had a lot of time to make up for what we had lost in the spring and what we had lost in the summer. So we had to be on point. You know, we had to be efficient with what we were doing. We had to have a great game plan and we had to execute it. And uh, so we did that. And, uh, you know, we had our ups and downs with the virus early on when it got, we got our guys to campus. We, we took it easy on them in terms of getting back into shape. And we had expectations of, of where they would be uh, conditionally and things like that. Um, but, you know, once we got going, we were really fortunate, man, that we didn't have a, any type of pause uh, since September. And so we went a long time. And uh, the NCAA this year, obviously, pushing the season back a couple weeks it gave you more time to practice and so they gave they gave every division one school three weeks where you could practice eight hours uh on the court as opposed to four and so we used it i mean we practiced four two-hour practices a week and by the time you know we got to official practice 42 days out from the season we had a lot of stuff in we weren't very good at it but we had enough to play a game uh, we had zone offense, we had zone defense, press offense, press defense, quick hitters. You know, we had all those things in uh, because we didn't know, we, we felt like a, a shutdown or a pause, as, as you mentioned, most teams have gone through, was inevitable, was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
So our guys, by the time we got to Christmas break, we played Clemson on the 21st of December. That was our last game before Christmas. That game was actually supposed to be on the 22nd. And uh, the administration at Clemson called and asked, do you guys want to move it up a day so that both of our teams can go home for an extra day for Christmas? We said, absolutely. And uh, that was big, man, because we played our 10th game right before Christmas. And at that point, nobody in the country had played 10 games. We played, we, you know, we had guys that played nine, a couple days later, they played their 10th, but we played 10 games before anyone else in the country. And I say that because we were tired. I mean, we were exhausted. We, 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 we were mentally, physically exhausted. And so we got to go home uh, for Christmas, which was important to me. We, we started planning out Christmas break uh, with our players, with our administration, with their parents back in August. We had family Zoom calls where we talk about, hey, this is what Christmas needs to look like when your son comes home this year so you can do it safely. And uh, going home for Christmas turned our season around. It really did. Our guys needed it physically. They needed to go home and see their, their families. They needed to get away from basketball for a couple days. They needed to get away from the weight of oh, yes. COVID protocols and, and, and curfew and all the things that we got in place to keep them safe. They needed to get away from it for a couple of days. And when they came back from Christmas, we had an, a great opportunity to work on us. Um, you know, we had five days of, to, to practice um, before we played Murray State. So we didn't worry about an opponent. We looked at ourselves. I had time as a coach to figure out, okay, what was good through the first 10 games? What wasn't? What are we going to keep? What are we going to change? And we tweaked some things. We tweaked some lineups and uh, tightened up our offense, started emphasizing a couple new things. And uh, it, it changed. It clicked for us. And uh, that, so that time was, was just so valuable for us, and we really needed that. And I think from a mental health standpoint with these student-athletes, that's what the average fan doesn't understand is, you know, obviously everybody in the world has gone through quarantine and uh, has been affected by the virus in some way, shape or form, either your personal health, that of your family, financially, whatever it may be. Um, but these athletes, it's different, man. I mean, it, it is a, it is a real concern because they are not college students. They're not normal college students. They're not normal college athletes. Um, and it's a hard time to be a college athlete right now. It's a really hard time. And to be honest with you, it's, it's a hard time right now to, to be a black student athlete with everything that we've got going on socially oh, yes. throughout our country. And so the weight of, on, on these kids is real, man. It is real. And um, basketball has to be their release. It can't be a burden. It can't be something that adds pressure to them. It has to be the place where they come. They take the mask off for two hours and they get better and they have fun and they block out. COVID, they block out, you know, social justice and all that, that stuff that's going on right now. Um, and, and so we tried to create that environment for our guys. You know, we really have. We tried to make it as fun as we can for them so they're excited to come to the gym every day. And uh, I, I'm real proud of where they're at right now. I really am. I think it's helpful with Jury Moorhead, Kentucky. Like, you're in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a little different because they want to get out and enjoy the city. Moorhead's a small college town. So it For helps sure. with the town as well, helps keep you in that kind of bubble as well because the town's not that big. It's Moorhead State is there and a few other things are there. So it's not the distraction you would have if you was in Louisville, even Richmond to a degree, with Eastern, or, you know, being at UT Martin. You, it's just the school there, right? You don't have to worry about going out and having a good time or having a temptation to go to a party or two that you shouldn't be at and catch COVID to the team. So I think being in Moorhead helps you a lot as well. 
Yeah, without question. And, uh, you know, it, it really ties into uh, our recruiting. You know, we tell guys all the time, you know, this is a this is a small town. This is not a big city. The majority of our players are from big cities. Uh, we've got guys from 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 Tampa, Orlando, Spartanburg, Charlotte, D.C., Little Rock. I mean, you name it. They're all from big cities, Chicago. Um, but the selling point that we have for them here is we don't have any distractions to keep you from what's important. You know, you got four years to be a, a college student athlete. And so focusing on your, your craft, you know, your, your basketball and, um, and, and focusing on your schoolwork is where your focus should be. And um, so we don't have a lot of distractions. It probably has helped us that we are here. But I think that our recruiting pitch to these guys uh, before COVID has helped really uh, cement that, you know, that, that, that it's kept us safe, you know, from the virus as we've been here. Now, Press, let me ask you this, man. How was it recruiting via Zoom? Because I know you love to see people and their families in person. How is yeah. it trying to recruit your, recruit your class for 21, 22 via Zoom? I man, I know that's not your style, man. I know you want to see people in their homes, man. How's that been for you? For sure. You know, it was really different, um, not just the Zoom portion of it, but, you know, we, we really recruit hard. I mean, once we zero in on the kids that we want, we recruit them as an entire staff. I don't have one coach that recruits these kids and another. We literally recruit everybody as a full staff. And, um, you know, we're really big on videos and graphics and, and, and the perception of our town and our program and our campus. And so we've already had a lot of materials and things like that that we used um, prior to COVID. But that stuff became even more important because now everybody has to use that. Yes. And so, you know, instead of a recruit getting their first ever video from Moorhead State, they got 20 videos from every school. So what's going to be different about ours? And so we had to be really creative with all of that content that we were sending guys. Um, we've had a lot of success with official visits. When we get a kid here to campus, um, you know, we've got nice things, but the, the separator for us is, is the people and it's the commitment that we have. And so when we get to walk a player and their family around our campus and they get to meet people at the bookstore, they get to walk in the office and see our president, um, our athletic director, other coaches on the fly, student athletes, and they get to come to my home and have dinner with my family and all of our coaches' families are there. They get to really feel the intimacy that we could provide for their son face-to-face. -face. So we couldn't do that. Uh, we had to figure out a new way to, to do that. And so you mentioned Zoom. That was obviously something we had to do. We had, we had Zoom meetings. Um, where, you know, we, we would take players on a tour, basically. So we would have coaches stationed throughout our arena, our practice gym, our locker room, our film room, up on campus, you know, you name it, things that we would normally show them when you got on a Zoom call with your family, uh, each coach was on a different screen and able to walk you through and show you these things. And then I would kind of guide them through and talk through it. And um, so we did a lot of that stuff in spring and obviously in the fall and we got a couple commitments this fall for, for next year, kids that we were able to sign early. And, uh, you know, we're just thankful for, for those kids that they, they that we were able to build a relationship with them, having not seen them in person. Oh, yes. That's weird, right? And so we had to we had to go off of, uh, you know, recommendation and word of uh, their coaches and people that we trusted. We were very careful not to recruit, uh, heavily recruit any players that played for a program that we didn't know their coach. If we didn't know their coach, we didn't. We weren't very serious about them because we needed that uh, that cosign. You know, we needed that sense of trust to say, "Hey, we we don't get to see this kid as many times as we'd like to in a normal year." 
we've got to be sure about them. We got to be able to trust on that relationship that we've had. So relationships, longstanding relationships became really important in recruiting this year, probably more than ever. Do you feel like you'll keep going forward with Zoom as part of your pitch going forward? Because I know it does save you on money for his travel. That makes the ADs and presidents very happy. <laughs> you say a little bit, bit of dough yeah. for them there. <laughs> I, I hope not. You know, I, I think, uh, man, recruiting is a face-to-face business. Uh, I, yes. I like hopping on a plane and, and flying down and sitting in a, in a kid's living room and having dinner with their family. To me, that's where that real trust, that real bond is, is built when you get to, uh, and the respect is built when you get the chance to do that. I like having kids and their families come to my home. Uh, my wife is a better recruiter than I am. My two kids are, are better than me because they, they're very real and uh, we can't simulate that on a Zoom call. So I hope we get back to, uh, to the in-person uh, ability to recruit more than, the, more than the Zoom stuff. You certainly save a lot of money, though. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, big game this week with your in-state rival of Murray State, man, down in Murray, Kentucky. Coach Matt, man, does a great job, as you know, man. Tell us about what some guys on film. Paid them once this year, so they're going to try coming there with a like, game busters for you, man. So yeah, I, I yeah, said, no, man, trying to get prepared for those guys. Our, we told our guys, hey, we're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. You know, the, the first win that we got on our nine-game win streak was at Murray. First time that uh, our program had won there in 18 years. And I think we snapped a 25-game home win streak for those guys. And so it was a big win for us, big confidence booster. Um, But I do think at that point in time in the year, we probably snuck up on some people. We're we're not doing that anymore. Uh, You know, we're we're, we're at the top of the standings. You know, obviously everyone knows how well we're playing. And so uh, you go from you know, uh, you know, being the hunter to, to being the hunted now, you know, everybody knows where you're at. You got a bullseye on your back. And so you've got to, you've got to prepare accordingly. Uh, you're going to get everybody's best shot. And um, so just because we're playing here at home doesn't mean we're going to get an added, you know, X amount of points or anything like that. Um, so we got to come ready to play and you're exactly right. Matt does a fantastic job. Uh, Matt and I are, are good friends and appreciated him and as being a competitor of mine, you know, since we've been here and, uh, and so he's got a very talented team. Uh, they, they've had some, some bumps in the road throughout conference, but, um, you know, they're going to get it going. And there's no doubt that, that they're talented enough to win this league. And so we've got to make sure we're preparing with that mindset that we're going to get the best Murray team uh, that, that comes in here on Thursday night. We're not going to get the, the Murray team that's at the, at the middle of the standings that we got right now. And they gave Belmont a, a really good game on Saturday there, too. So, you know, they've got confidence. I know they don't take – I know Matt doesn't like to take more victories, but, hey, playing Casey's team the way he did, close game they played against Casey in the, in the Belmont Bruins, uh, they, they definitely get something to be keeping your eye, eye on because I know you're, you're the guys ready. You know you're going to get them coached up. But I know they're going to come on there ready to get a win. They, they, go, they got a bad six. They ain't losing the home to Casey and those guys at Belmont. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Belmont's a great team this year. You know, we, we played them twice coming up here in a few weeks to end the season. Um, so we've seen them play. Uh, we, we haven't, you know, given too much attention in terms of scouting those guys just yet. We're going to focus on the games we have. But uh, I know how good they are. Obviously, they've won a lot of games in a row. They're, they're a couple games ahead of us in the standings right now. And so uh, Matt and his team should draw some confidence from, from uh, you know, playing those guys to a one-possession game. You know, could have gone either way. And uh, that'll give, give anybody some confidence. And so uh, we just uh, we got to make sure that, that we're ready to play and, again, that we're going to get their best shot coming in here on Thursday. 
That's what I'm for you, Preston. Is how's it been getting to go home at night? You no, know, not actually not traveling, being with your wife and your two kids, man. I know they love seeing you more than they have saw, saw you saw you in a long time this past year. Yeah, man. And I tell you what, uh, I don't think any coach in the country would tell you. I mean, for six months, I ate three meals a day with my family. For six months, it was unbelievable. Like we we cooked, we cleaned. My wife, she had a long honeydew list of of things that she, you know she always wanted me to do, and I I couldn't run from it anymore. I had to do it, uh, so I I got a lot of things done. But man, the family time, um, you know, we missed seeing friends. We missed getting to see. Uh, other relatives that we hadn't got to do. We missed going out to eat and uh, traveling. We usually like to travel a lot for vacation and things, but man, being at home with, with my wife and my two kids, I've got an eight-year-old son, a three-year-old daughter, you know, um, you'll never get that time back, especially in this profession as a, as a division one coach. Cause as you mentioned, the travel that you always have. So being home with them has, has really been great. And even this time of year, normally, you know, I would have, you know, this time last year, um, we, we, we played at Jacksonville State, and as soon as the game was over, I got on a plane and flew to Florida to see our two high school kids that we had signed. And uh, obviously, you can't do that stuff now uh, at the moment. And so uh, those are times and, and extra moments you get to be at home with your family, and uh, th those are valuable. They're very valuable. Man, it's good catching with you again, Preston. I know it's been two years, buddy, but I'm sorry about that. I won't make it two more years. I, I promise you, buddy. I promise yeah, you man, about you that. Know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always down for for a conversation, man. I appreciate you having us on here and uh, giving us a chance to talk about our program and and our players and giving them some uh, some recognition. It's really appreciated. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.